Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary Not War Hardcore Podcast coming away. This is episode 142, C.T. Fletcher. Steve Smee here and the Mobster joining me across the pond. What's up, buddy? It's still your motherfucking set. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. C.T. Fletcher all over, baby. Let's go. So C.T. Fletcher, guys, very interesting story, inspirational story. He's one of those um, fitness social media guys out there who a lot of people gravitate to, I think we were talking about on the pre-show because he's inspirational. He was supposed to be yeah. dead and he came back from yeah. the dead. We're going to talk about his history, but who is this guy? If you haven't heard about him, he's got, let's see, he's got 2.2 million followers on Instagram. So he's a big Instagram guy. He's big on uh, social media, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff too. Great power lifter, American bodybuilder. He, um, very, he, he, you know, he's very popular based on his humility. He's had a rough life growing up. He had to overcome many obstacles. He posts about it, posts a lot of inspirational stuff on his Instagram. I've seen quotes from past sports athletes like Muhammad Ali. I've seen, you know, him posts a lot of spiritual stuff to kind of get people motivated. So I think he's got a big following from people out there who have been going through a hard time as well, who can look at him and be like, wow, I can overcome things. So we're going to talk a lot about that. He's, his videos are very positive, very motivational. He's a three-time world bench press champion, which is up your alley mobster. And he's a three-time yeah. former world strict curl champion. Yes, and his that's, that's, stats at the time of the uh, his stats as of a couple of years ago, I don't think they've changed very much. He's 5'11, 230 pounds, and he's an older guy. He was born back in 1959. So, 61. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he was born in 61. Okay. Maybe the, the dates I have. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. saying he, he is 61. Oh, he's 61. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, because we do the point. So real quick before I bring in Monster, um, he was born in Arkansas, and Arkansas is a very, very poor state in the United States, those of you who live overseas. Uh, one of the poorest, uh, Mississippi, I believe, is the poorest state. Arkansas is probably the second or third poorest state, very, very poor state in the South. Um, his mother uh, birthed him when she was very young. His father was abusive, so he had to overcome a lot of stuff. With his childhood, there was a very high chance he end up either dead or in prison. A really yeah. rough childhood, but he was able to overcome it. He moved uh, to Los Angeles uh, to a part of Los Angeles called Compton and Watts. And both areas have a high amount of drugs, gangs, crime. And, you know, the thing is, CT's father, I think, wanted the best for him. He was a preacher, but he was extremely strict to the point where there was a lot of physical abuse going on. So, at the same time, you know, um, he wanted to push discipline to his son, but at the same time, it got 
overly physical, a little too much, uh, quite a bit too much. And uh, it's hard to know what would happen. So he ended up, was interesting, he ended up joining the army to escape that rough teenage life. And while he was in the army, he got into karate. He was motivated by uh, martial artist Bruce Lee, legendary. He became a second degree black belt. And then after he got out of the army, he joined the Postal Service. Postal Service, a lot of people who work in the Postal Service are ex-military. Uh, that's one of the cream of the crop people they, they hire. He, go, he went and tried to make a, a balanced life, got married, had a child. And he now has seven children. And he got remarried to a woman he met at the post office. So really, really cool, really cool story uh, behind C.T. Fletcher. And since then, he's done a lot of stuff on Instagram and social media. He has got a business going. Um, some of the things he does is um, he's been involved in the Iron Addicts gym. He's been um, he's involved with something called Auto Addicts. And he's got the Iron Addicts brand going. So he's got a website. If you go on his website, he has different types of, you know, merchandise, custom training. He has supplements. He has all kinds of the normal stuff that you see uh, with, with Instagram celebrities. So he's done well for himself. You got to give him a, a lot of credit for that. And he, he's a very motivational guy. So I'll bring in Mobster. What are your thoughts? I'm just thinking, you know, I, I, I hear people talking about different stories and, and comparing what we would say here in the UK are rough areas, but let's not muck around with the what's riots. Compton, just by reputation here in the UK, and we've got places like that over here. Uh, the, to, 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 to put it crudely, here in the UK, we would call them shitholes. Uh, real rough, lots of drugs, lots of gangbanging, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, maybe his father's thing with the discipline was the only way that you were going to end up with a young gangster in the house. And, and let's be honest, it, is, it was been so easy for CT to take that path so easy for that distraction to have occurred. So, I mean, that's as much inspiration in and of itself to show you, listen, it doesn't matter where you come from, what kind of background, the, the, the deep south of, of the US, Watts, Compton, these are not good places to live. They really are. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, whatever. They are shitholes, as I just said. So with everything that goes on with the drive-bys, all that kind of stuff, to turn around and become a hugely influential and hugely motivational guy and that certain perspective, just not going down that road is a thing in and of itself. So, yes, yeah, fantastic. I mean, there's plenty there's plenty of places. Every, every single country, I don't care how wonderful they claim that they are, every single place has got rough places, whether it's a war zone, whether it's a drug thing, whether it's... Uh, close to an army base, whatever, you know, all this kind of stuff is absolutely crazy. So uh, sometimes it's the mother, sometimes it's the father. I think it's probably a combination of the two here. Sometimes it's just a religious thing and it keeps you on the straight and narrow. And I think obviously what we're going to get into, of course, CT lifted weights and maybe going down the gym hill. Maybe it was a sort of armor that he put on. Maybe it was a way of sort of, uh, di you know, directing his energies, that youthful energy and becoming the strength athlete that he became. And, and putting that into the world record stuff that he's done uh i mean he's a strong motherfucker now you know strong mofo as they would say definitely so uh we'll get into his health we'll get into his training but yeah let's just say it right as it is he could have gone in a really dark place and he's so lucky not to have done 
uh, that in and of itself is a good thing for people that live in those places to show you you can get you can live there, stay there, and still end up good. You can still end up doing something special. Yeah, back to you. So we're going to talk about his training in a little bit. Mobster's going to kind of get into that. That's up Mobster's alley. But I want to talk about oh, yeah. how he ended up almost dying. So if you go on his Instagram page and his YouTube videos, he talks about this a lot and he rehashes it a lot. Mm. And it's really, really an interesting story. So there was a time where he would eat a lot of unhealthy foods because he only oh, yeah. cared about strength. Lots of fit, fast food, lots of sugary foods. And what happens is, guys, when you consume a lot of sugary foods, they go in your body. They're like a magnet. They're a magnet to disease. That's what sugar is. Refined sugar is a magnet to disease. So anything you can imagine that can go wrong to your health is going to happen when you consume refined sugars. Fast food, horrible. It's all processed, junk. There's like, if you go to a um, fast food restaurant and buy a burger, that bread has like 30 ingredients. That burger has like 20 ingredients. You know, it, it's ridiculous. The only thing on that burger that's even mildly healthy is that slice of tomato and that slice of lettuce that most people won't even <laughs> eat. And then you've got the condiments that they add to it. And the condiments yeah. have probably 20, 30 ingredients. So you're putting 70 different ingredients in your body when you eat a burger from a fast food joint it goes in your body and your body goes gets under a tremendous amount of stress to have to digest 70 different ingredients at once it's releasing all these different enzymes at the same time and you're making your body overwork and overstress to do it so that's why when you eat fast food even if it fits your macros quote unquote or even if it fits your <laughs> day yeah. it's not going to be good for you for that reason, I hope that makes sense to a lot of you out there who insist that it's okay to eat fast food. 70 ingredients versus just making a burger at home, a burger at home with beef has one ingredient, beef, not oh, yeah. 70 ingredients. So you have to take care of your body. So he wasn't. So Mobster, you want to jump in? I'll jump in very, very quick and keep it quite short this time. Quite simply, people, it's got a 2017 a YouTube video where he, he, he easily admits to the simple facts, as Steve C said already with the, the, with the junk food and whatever else, he was going to the same McDonald's, Mackie D's, as we might say here, every single day to the point where they knew what his order was. And it was free Big Macs, free fries, two shakes. I mean, that's the best part of 2,000 calories right there, if not more. The amount of sodium across those free free. Three Big Macs, two fries, three fries, just the fries. Uh, and it, it, uh, it's, uh, it's a treat. Treat it is a treat. I'm talking about once a fortnight, once a month. This guy was having this every single day, regular. When you walk into McDonald's and you don't even have to tell them what you want because they know what your order is or any fast food place, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's a bad. I mean, it's great if it was a health shop. It'd be great if it was healthy food and they know what you wanted. And even then, I don't know if I'd want the same food every single day. But it's quite simple. I mean, there's that documentary out there where the guy has it all for a month and they says his heart. But CT was doing this for years, years. And then he has the heart attack. And it's almost, he doesn't even tell you on the video that I was doing a crazy thing. 
you kind of work it out for yourself. It's kind of implying it was a, it, this, is, this is what I was having every single day. Then I had a heart attack. Not, I shouldn't have eaten shit every single day for years. But that's what he was doing. Yeah, back to you, Steve. Yeah, he's a poster boy to why if it fits your macros is mm. uh, not a good idea <laughs> right there. Yeah. So it will it will catch up to you guys. It's not all about, you know, calories in, calories out. It's what actually physically, you know, what you specifically you're putting in the, your body. And he learned from that, but he learned it the hard way. He started to develop high blood pressure. He was a big guy. He ignored the red flags. When you're that big and you're eating all that bad food, it's going to catch up to you guys. Your heart is going to rebel against you. So the doctor warned him, hey, you're going to have a heart attack here if you don't get your stuff together. And in 2005, he had to have open heart surgery. He posted a video on his Instagram. He said he almost died during the procedure. His heart actually stopped three times and he should have been dead. So how he didn't die, I have no idea. He was in the hospital for six months. And then when he was released, he had a hard time breathing. He could not sleep at night due to his bad heart. So that's what happens, guys. So after that, he learned his lesson. He started to eat clean. He made a comeback. And that's part of why he gained so much popularity. He -hmm. went from almost being dead to really being dead to being in bodybuilding shows and doing quite well. So he definitely is an inspiration to also also touch on that and then get into his training beliefs and we'll kind of in in the pre-show we talked about uh, um there's the good there's always going to be good and bad pretty much with every person that we're going to talk about and see cheap such as bad habits were as we just discussed fast food and when and the fast food joint knows what your order is that's a bad idea the other issue is that he was close to 300 pounds at that particular point when you see some of the photographs of him, I'll, I'll, I'll put this screen. He was a big, badass motherfucker. Huge arms, thick, thick, thick all over. And, you know, if you see him coming down a dark alley, back up to the wall and let the man pass. And, of course, crazy, crazy strong. The issue here is heart health. Quite simple. Pre-show, I'm just coming back from my steps when we're setting up for the podcast. I've done my training this morning. I've gone out and done some steps. I should go out and do some steps this afternoon. I weigh more than C.T. Fletcher ever did. As of this morning, I'm 322 pounds, down from 329. That's because I've come off cycle. I've changed what I'm doing. I'm up in the reps or whatever else, but you've got to go out and look after your heart. You've got to keep that stuff on point. I I would probably put a buck down to say that C.T. wasn't out doing steps. He wasn't out jogging. He wasn't doing cardio. He wasn't doing anything to negate these other bad habits. Getting crazy, crazy strong was his only focus. And that required him to be big and have plenty of fuel. Now, it was kind of fast fuel, not good fuel. With zero effort, I'm going to put that back down. So zero effort being made to, to do the step meal, to, to get on a, a aerobic bike, to, to do a ski, a skier, nothing. I was none of no, not even like some kind of like, you know, racquetball or getting on the basketball court or doing a I don't think he would have been doing any of those things. So it, that's the, the, that is the bad part for CC. That's the learn your lesson by my mistakes. And it's kind of lazy, really. I don't know, maybe it was a thing of his time. There's plenty of places now 
where you can make, go out and make better choices when it comes to fast food. Certainly, for example, putting something together in Subway or going to a deli and picking certain kind of cold cuts. Not all of them, as we talked about in previous podcasts, uh, on, on, on other shows. Making your own damn food. There's no real excuse for him not to have done that back in the day. So, yeah, learn the lesson here, guys. Look after your heart. Look after your health. I don't care if you want to go crazy and break world records. This stuff you need to be thinking long term, and you can. It's an absolute no issue to pre-prep your food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do you, Steve? So before you get into the training monsters, just to add to that, guys, um, know what goes in your body. That's very, very important. Processed food is killing you. Refined sugars are killing you. Refined oils are killing you. Number two. Get a heart rate monitor at home. I don't know how much they cost, like 12 bucks, 15 bucks, yeah. maybe even less. I don't know. A lot of your insurance companies, actually, they'll give it to you for free. I have one. You can just test your heart rate, and that can give you an idea of how healthy your heart is. You need to keep your heart rate as athletes out there. They need, it needs to be under 65 or 70. If it's over that, you're not good heart health. Your heart's pumping too much. That's not good. My resting heart rate, I'm not telling you this to brag, but it's 43, 48 to 40, 48 to 53 area. That's because I do a lot of Bikram. I do a lot of Bikram hot yoga. I do, I do wind sprints. I go to the park after the gym on my way home. I have about 20 minutes um, after the gym to get to the park. So it gives my muscles enough time to relax a little bit, not after leg day, but when I'm doing my upper body. I go there, I do a mile wind sprint, try to beat my time from the previous day. Some days I'm not going to beat my time, just depends on the wind, depends on the weather. But the point is, I'm keeping my heart strong, keeping my heart in good shape. You know, it's a perfect time to do it after you get your weight training out of the way. This way you're, um, you're fresh for your weight training. And then, and then listen, at the end of the day, what you put in your body, uh, very, very important for your heart health. So these, these are all factors. When you use anabolic steroids, which we talked about in a little bit, they do cause your cholesterol levels to get out of whack. They cause your heart rate to get elevated. Stimulants, a lot of you guys use pre-workouts, drink coffee. That revs up your heart rate even more. So you need to wean, hopefully wean off of it. I don't consume caffeine, but if you insist on drinking caffeine, just drink a, a, a half a cup in the morning get you going that's it there's no need to drink six seven cups a day okay that's that's not good you need to control that because that's not good for your heart either if people really knew how bad caffeine was for their heart they would they would realize that so mobster take us into his training and then we'll get into steroid use right so the whole training thing i mean this is kind of for me is what attracted me to him and in terms of the motivational stuff the secondary motivational stuff the training is everything really because when I when I said at the intro, it's still your motherfucking set. He's got t-shirts out there with a logo on. I mean, I, 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 we used kind of an example in a previous podcast, right? I mean, even myself this morning, right? I'm bench pressing this morning. I'm on my own and I have a plan. And I've written this on the forums about planning what you're going to do in the gym, et cetera, et cetera. But arguably, and this is where CT's uh, philosophy would come in, he would go off plan. He would do, he say, oh, what have you got written down? Let's say three sets of three, one set of all out, whatever. CC would be all out on every single set or, or trying to have that kind of mindset to be all out. So if he sees you bench pressing, for example, 
and you do an easy free because that's what your plan is, he'd be the guy saying, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What, do you mean? what do you mean you're just doing free reps? Get the fuck back on the bench. This is how CT would talk. And give me what you got. Don't, don't stop just because you could do free. Do more. If you could do more, put more weight on the bar till all you can do is free. So it's very much the sort of philosophy of getting the most out of what you do. Steve, Steve wrote in the article that we're going to link you to when you're talking about, for example, not, that CT is not a great one for recording sets and reps and whatever else. It's just a question of did we annihilate that exercise? Did we get the maximum out of it, whether that's 10 reps or 25 reps, whether it's a, a pump thing or whatever else? You've got a bunch of people that have trained at um, Iron Addicts, uh, the one that CT owns and runs from, and there's a bunch of people that have come there. I think it's one of those places where you either you either stay and do well, or you come, you train, and you realize it's just not something that you can get into. It's all too hard for you when you leave. Those people that stay, and I'm thinking again from a couple of these videos, that that's one of the one videos from another channel, in fact, talks about the whole CT thing and the training and whatever else. The guy says, oh, I've put on like 30 pounds in a year. I've put on 19 pounds in a year, for another example. So those people that stay there, they suddenly realize what proper training is, how hard they need to push, how they were only going at 80%. Now he's got them going at 100%. And I think that's probably key for him as a coach, as a personality, just as another fellow in the gym or wherever else. His whole thing, his demeanor encourages you to get the absolute most you possibly can out of being in the gym. So it's none of this walking away comfortable. Like Steve says, I, I mean, I go for, I did steps yesterday after after squatting. But could I have done another five or six reps? Yeah, sure. I've got that on my, my training plan. CT would have had me crawling out the gym and maybe I'd be bitching and moaning and cussing him or whatever else. But would I grow? Yeah. Would I get stronger? Yeah. And that's his thing. That's his not, he's not, you don't come to that gym with CT there, cracking the whip over you, verbally abusing you, whatever else, and not get a good workout. And that's what people get into. That's what people hook into when they think about CT. They, you, you, I, I got to be honest. I think I put this in my show notes. I said I don't know necessarily that I'd want CT around me all the time because I think it'd be a bit much. <laughs> I think it's like burnt out or something. But now and again, it would be great to go down Ironetics and, and just get someone who doesn't care about your feelings and, and you know, whether you had a bad night or mummy hasn't made me any cake today. Just get in there, get on with it. Get on with it or get the fuck out of my gym. Come over here, give, give me every single thing you've got until you want to cuss me. And that's what comes across with his training. That's what comes across. And he's not just doing it to you. He's doing it to every person that's in there. Don't feel like you're being picked on. And he's doing it to himself. That's how he got to where he was. It might have been a crap diet, but man, he was putting a heart and soul into his training. And to getting up to, to the point where you're make, breaking world records in your weight class, you're doing crazy, crazy strict curl numbers. And I say, a thick, crazy looking. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He reminds me a little bit of... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the famous powerlifting coach from Westside Bible, Louis Simmons. You know, Louis, Louis was, uh, he didn't give you a lot of love. If you did really, really well, I might say good set. That was it. 
a good set from Louis was a big, big deal. It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of personality. Some people out there have this personality, some do not. And the ability to give 100% is very, very difficult. Steve and I have probably had this happen a few times in our life. It's, it's not something you can do all the time. CT is going to kind of want that all the time. And that makes it incredibly hard, but incredibly successful. Yeah, back to you, Steve. Let's talk about a steroid use. He admits that he has used steroids. Um, he says that he used them for six months and he's gone many years without using because he made a promise uh, not to use them to God and steroids. He admits makes some crazy. So we know he, he admits he at least uses them. I don't necessarily buy that he hasn't used them in that many years. No. Um, but that's fine. Let's, you know, let's, let's give him the benefit of that. At the end of the day, he admits he did use them. So he says in his videos, he doesn't care if people use steroids because you still got to work your ass off, as he says, quote unquote. And he said that if he got tested for steroids, he'd put up the test results for all people to see and people would still attack him. So I'm not sure why he got all defensive over this. Maybe it's just for more clicks. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, he admitted he used steroids. So it's, you know, let's kind of go over what he would have used. Um, one of the things that right off the bat, Trembolone, he probably used a ton of Trembolone during that time where he was powerlifting. Why not? Trembolone is going to help you get to your strongest that you've ever been in your life. You know, um, it's going to push you. You know, it's going to push you, mobster, to get to the strongest you've ever been. It's You're going to end up powerlifting more weight than you've ever dreamed. So I think at his peak of his powerlifting days when he was younger, he was getting so big. I, doesn't, I don't doubt it. He ran like five, 600 milligrams a week minimum of trend. Yeah, yeah. And that did his heart no favors right off the bat. Very, very inflammatory steroid too, but dang, does it work. So the biggest, the strongest he's ever been, he's all over the trend. He could have maybe used something like equipoise. He could have used uh, lots of testosterone as well. And then orals. I think Anadrol was a big one he probably messed with, 50, 100 milligrams a day of Anadrol. He probably messed with lots of HGH as well. Probably eight IUs a day, 10 IUs a day. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt me at all. Wouldn't, I would not doubt that at all. So anything they get strength, halo testing, 20, 30, 40 milligrams, super droll, you know, 20, 30 milligrams, super droll a day. These are strength steroids that he would have messed with. Testosterone, at least 500, maybe even a thousand, maybe more a week. Why not? I mean, and then basically just tons of steroids, tons of food, unhealthy food, fast food, garbage food, processed food. And then he's training his balls off every day. And obviously he's going to get huge and he's going to get strong, but inside he's dying from all this abuse on his body and his body just couldn't mm -hmm. take it anymore. His heart couldn't take it anymore. So, you know, that's probably what he messed with back then today, you know, in his sixties, he's, come back a lot obviously he's not as strong as he was when he was younger 
he's not going to run the type of steroid stack today that he ran back then. So mobster, what do you think? Cause you're almost his age. Mm. What do you think someone like him today, knowing what he went through previously would mess around with if he was going to run a steroid stack now at his age? Uh, I'll come at this from two things. I'm thinking one, just in terms of what he would be using now, if he's using anything, it'd be some sort of TRT level type stuff. Uh, because I suspect we've touched upon his attitude. I suspect that drive to be absolutely crazy, going 100 miles an hour in the gym, eating the junk food, like you said, and then potentially arguably doing some sort of steroid cycle is not going to be good for his health. It really isn't. I mean, if he's like pinpoint on the heart health and, and not 100 miles an hour guy and he does a sensible cycle, he's, he's going to be golden. That's not what we're dealing with here. We're talking about a fella that's had a heart attack, a fella that's 100 miles an hour, a fella that was eating crap. So this is the reason why no matter what he was doing, he wasn't ever going to help himself. If you're talking about, we know that cholesterol numbers can go up on cycle, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and come down after. But we're not talking about a bloke that was that jogging, like I said earlier on. So that's, as now, post-surgery, dropping back to 220, 230 pounds, keeping an eye on his health. And probably the other thing I was going to touch on, Steve, is his awareness. I don't think, I think he's become more of a thinker now than he ever was when he was younger and doing his crazy stuff and hitting those numbers. He's probably more self-aware now of his ability, like you and I in his podcast, to influence what people are going to do. So if, if, if he sat down and did a video that says, I'm going to put my hand on my heart, guys, and say that I've been using cycles for 30 years. They're going to go, CT, we thought you was this. CT, we thought you was that. CT, you're not the man I thought you was. You were doing cycles for 30 years. You were doing, you know, two cycles a year for the last 10, 15 years, whatever. And then it's going to be, it was all the steroids. Whereas in reality, in, for him to get anywhere in life, but as I said before, out of, what, out of Compton, that came from the gut, that came from the heart, that came from the head. It did not come in a bottle. It did not come out of an amp. It did not come in a vial or a syringe. So he's probably playing a game in where it's this. And if I tell these guys 100% what I'm doing, I'm going to influence too many people to go in a different direction. Whereas if I say that I come from a rough area and I made good, that's great. If I say that I push, 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 push hard in the gym from the head, that's great. In reality, I suspect Steve B is quite correct with some of the numbers that we just talked about. Now, at 61, I would be very interested in seeing what his heart health was like, seeing what his uh, testosterone levels were like, seeing what his cholesterol was like. And that was, as we say on, on, on the forums, to see what his bloods were. And I would be not at all surprised, and obviously this is just their opinion, if he was on some sort of dose of TRT. Um, all things considered, I'd probably put him in around the 200 milligrams a week of something like test cypionate right now uh, and, and have him working off camera on his heart health, off camera, making sure that he's getting healthy food every single day. If, with CT's uh, influence on social media, you should be able to get some sort of sponsorship through a, a healthy in a meal prep company. So stuff like that. It's, but I think for CT, that kind of thing would be, it's boring. And he probably doesn't want to talk about it too much on, on, on those YouTube videos or on Instagram. But in, in a it's a kind of reality for him. You know, I've, I can't eat the crap that I used to. I can't sit in my ass 
and weigh 300 pounds. I've got to get out. I've got to do this stuff. But it's you're kind of trapped a little bit, don't you think, Steve? Where if you're known for one thing and one thing alone, and that's what gets you traction on social media, you're kind of trapped. If you kind of change, now his personality is the same. He's still in the, the gym giving, giving guys hell and making sure they train really hard. But if you kind of, it kind of feels less hardcore if you start talking about heart health, less hardcore when you start talking about healthy eating and sitting there and eating chicken and rice and bringing beans and stuff. It doesn't, you know, it kind of doesn't fit in with how, how people see you and perceive you. But in reality, you'd actually, you're kind of doing people a disservice if you don't give them the honest truth. And the honest truth here, it would be, I'm on TRT, in our opinion, just because his, his own levels won't be what they was when he was 30 and 40 years of age. He's, he, he would be 100% under a doctor for this stuff because, of course, of the heart health issues, et cetera, et cetera. So saying that I've gone out and done my steps and I ran up and down the boardwalk where he lives or whatever, it doesn't just fit in with the way that you are on, you're being seen on, on, on screen. And this is the kind of thing sometimes, a day-in-the-life kind of stuff would be quite revealing, I suspect. So, I mean, for example, I would probably keep the HGH at a low level here because he's 61. He's still in the gym. He's still training, maybe not at the levels before. And the HGH or GH, as we can do it for sure, would be something that's going to be used for tissue repair out there with some peptides like TB and BBC. Uh, just as a way of keeping uh, connected tissue and make keep your injuries to a minimum. And I would still have something like a low dose, perfectly respectable dose, in fact, of 20 milligrams of cardarine, just as a way of, uh, again, funny enough, to help with his heart health, to help with his fat levels and help with his ability to go out and do some of his exercises. So those, those things I would keep in there. As I say, it's an issue for me in, it's kind of like, I've had, funny enough, I've had to deal with this myself before, Steve, when uh, I've been accused of certain things on the forums in the past and stuff, and it kind of took away from what I felt was my attitude to training and how I would plan my workouts and I would get into the gym and I would drag myself through a routine to get my stuff done and to break records and to win competitions for someone to go, oh, but it's only the steroids. And I suspect there's an issue here with CT with the same kind of thing. For him to have that uh, 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 openness will take away from everything else that is great and is known for. And as we said, the positive and the negative. The positive is he's a hugely inspirational, for the reasons we've all decided, a hugely motivational guy. If he gets you in the gym, he's, you're probably going to have one of the workouts of your life. But if you start doing that thing where you say, oh, it's only the steroids, it takes too much away from everything else that makes him the personality, that makes him the man that he is. And that's probably the reason why we're not seeing this kind of like, right, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how it happened and, and, and whatever. Yeah, I mean, and the diet stuff we touched upon, the background we've touched upon. So I suspect those are the reasons right there. If, if for example, you know, me and you have both done cycles. It's, like steroids don't get you to go to the gym when it's cold and wet and horrible. It's raining. It's too, you know, it's too hot. Uh, they don't get you to go to the gym when you're tired. They don't get you to go to the gym when you're hungry. They don't get you to go to the gym when your girlfriend's messing your head up. Steroids don't do that. And so there's an attitude sometimes with some people that steroids have done everything. And I don't think that's the case here. And that's probably the reason why we don't get to see this side properly discussed when it comes to CT. Back to you. I think it's a blessing and it's a curse what you mentioned. I think for most people, though, it's a blessing to have that peer pressure and it helps push them 
This is why it's important to do a log. You're doing a steroid cycle. It's really important to lay out your steroid cycle, get some advice. You're going to have some people say, change this, change that. And then at the end of the day, it's your body. You decide what goes on your body. And then you mm. start to do a log, do a log of your training, do a log of your diet, all this stuff. Um, and, and don't it's be afraid point. to be flexible. Like sometimes on a cycle, things aren't working your way. Don't be afraid yeah. to drop something and add and, and, and change it during cycle. You don't go into a cycle, say, I'm going to run this for 12 weeks. I'm just going to stick to this. So it's important to do a log to push yourself. And then when you're done with the log and you're done with your cycle, it's just like, oh, now what? Now I can't go anywhere. Well, if your CT's Fletcher, you've got 2.2 million followers who are going, yes. who are looking at your page every day and they want to see something. So that motivates you to go to the extreme. That motivates you to push hard to the point where it breaks your body. And then he's going to get a lot of hate. It comes with the territory, but you know, he's making money monetizing this, you know, having all these people follow him. And if 1% of the people that follow him are negative and are attacking him, so what? I mean, your people are buying hoodies off your website. They're buying your training programs. You're making all this money that you would have never made without this exposure on social media. So really, you really got nothing to complain about. But if you're someone on social media who just likes to mix it up with people and argue things on something like politics and sports and all this stuff, and you want to mix it up with people and you're not even getting paid to do that, you're just on there wasting your time. <laughs> and that to me is stupid. But, you know, so at the end of the day, like he's monetizing it. So I just don't understand like getting upset over it. I think that's part of the marketing strategy. I think that yeah. that's part of getting more views. You're, you're kind of going after other fitness people on online. He had a big war with vegan games, you know, uh, uh, years ago that got him a lot of clicks. A lot of vegan games followers yeah. had never heard of CT Fletcher. And then they went and they started loves. Fletcher. So, I mean, it works. Yeah, loves, yeah. And it works both ways. So this yeah. is this is how it works in social media. They have these these you know types of um, fake drama type of things, and and it, and it ends up it ends up working beautifully for them. So he's he's doing well for himself, definitely. I'm sure he makes tremendous amount of money. I, I'm sure he makes at least two three hundred thousand a year just off monetizing the two point two million followers he has. So, I mean, he's doing well for himself. Really, he can't he can't complain for sure. And then the steroid use at the end of the day, look, you get in your 60s, all the steroid use he's done over the course of his life, all the, you know, having open heart surgery and all that stuff, it's going to shorten your lifespan, 100%. Mm. Um, for sure, he's probably on heart medication right now. He's going to be on heart medication the rest of his life. If he stops taking the heart medication it's going to shorten his lifespan even more guys. So there are consequences for your actions. There's consequences to being a big guy. There's consequences to being extremely muscular. It's a lot of pressure on your organs, your kidneys, your heart. There's a lot of consequences to steroid use, a lot of consequences to all the food that you eat over the course of your life. And it will, it will catch up to you. So you're not going to see CT Fletcher live to 90 years old or 80 years old. You know, he, he'll be lucky to make it to 75, 70, 75. Even with all the surgery, you know, open heart surgery, the medication, all that stuff. That's just how it goes, guys. But that's that's his life, man. And that's a good life. That's still longer than most humans over the course of our history have lived. So, you know, kudos to him. 
He's a motivational guy. I like his Instagram. It's very positive. I like some of the quotes on his Instagram. Um, he's, he's a spiritual guy, but it doesn't like shove it down your throat. Um, he, one of his quotes, he says, I will never understand the mindset of rooting for another human to fail. Never. So I like that. Um, that's really a negative emotion to be jealous of another person or to hope for them to fail. And how could you, how could you bet against CT Fletcher? How could you hope that he fails? He's, he's an awesome guy and he, uh, very, very positive. Just looking at his, um, social media, he, he lifts a lot of people up that ha have been discouraged. Yes. Finish up the show, I'm Monster. Just, final thoughts, yeah. I'm just thinking, as I say, he's, he comes across as a, as a great family man now. He's very proud of his son that's in the gym. He's very proud of the success or successes of the rest of the family, the other kids that he's got. Uh, I, in the pre-show, I said to Steve, he put up a, a, this is the, the lady that he remarried from the post office. I believe they've been together now 30 years. And he, in fact, in the pre-show research was talking about, he talks about the fact that she'd been by his side through the worst of his life. She'd been by the side when he was having uh, the heart attacks and, and, and the operations. And she was there holding his hand when he woke up and all this kind of stuff. So he appreciates the thing, the life he's had. And I think Steve C said the thing, when you think of the stuff that is a success he's had, as hard as his life has been, he appreciates the success. Uh, the one thing I've just finished on, funny enough, is that he has two Instagrams. Uh, one is specifically, obviously, to do with the gym and the motivation. And the other thing I think Steve touched on it, I forget what he called it was, is to do with the fact he has a love now, probably because he can afford it. Thank you very much, social media followers, uh, for old American muscle cars. So there's, if you've got, check out both his profiles. We'll link you to the one that's specific for uh, the bodybuilding, the weight training and stuff. But check out the other one too. There's some great classics on the old muscle cars with them fat tires and loud exhaust and, you know, 500 brake horsepower engines and all that kind of stuff. He's a man whose passions he doesn't keep quiet about. So, yeah, I was just say he'd be a very interesting guy for us to go meet. Definitely someone that you'd want to train with, even if it was only the one time and whatever else. And certainly someone that makes it wait. I, I get the feeling, Steve, that he'd be the kind of guy that you and I would be talking about for days afterwards and make us go back down the gym and 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 uh, smash the granny out of uh, another couple of sets more than we normally would, purely and simply because we'd been around CT. So he, he, he and as you say, he picks you up. So, you know, he's the kind of guy that's going to make you, you know, no matter how hard, tired, shitty, depressed, whatever you're feeling, you go to CCT, uh, you have a chat with this guy on a telephone, podcast, in the, in, the, in the gym, in person, whatever, and you're going to come away going, I can't, that guy's made me crazy. I'm going to go do another 10 sets. So that is that that alone makes him a great guy. Yeah, that's 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 me finished, Steve. All right, guys. So this is CT Fletcher. This is episode 142. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Mobster is going to take us to the disclaimer, but before we do, you want to give a preview of a guy next week? Uh, I was, was going to do it quite simple with him. His gym's a zoo. <laughs> So that, if you can't get it from that, guys. <laughs> right. Disclaimer. Pay attention, people. Please note we're not doctors and the opinions on these podcasts are ours. It is our view and is based on experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes only, uh, entertainment, obviously, and the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies. Thank you very much.